In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Maybe to help us in this rejoicing, let's talk to Becky Harling. Of course, she joins us every month. She's the author of The Extraordinary Power of Praise, among many other books. And uh, also, she is a podcaster and a speaker. And good morning to you, Becky. Hey, good morning, guys. It's so fun to be here. And it's I'm so excited to talk about this concept of revival. It's been extraordinary these last few weeks. Yes, it has been. And so, you know, you did a blog about this. I think you were talking about the components of revival. Yes, I did. I, you know, when the Asbury revival first broke out, I was so fascinated. What? Let me tell you before I get to the blog, the things I love about this Asbury revival is it started with three students on their faces before the Lord, repenting at the front of the chapel. You know, it was no whiz-bang show. The worship wasn't great. I don't know if you've watched any of the videos on TV, but this is just like normal worship. I mean, it's great in the sense that they're worshiping God, but it's not like these extraordinary, talented people. Mm -hmm. So these kids are praying, and more and more people begin coming into the chapel service on their faces before God. And so I've been following it pretty closely, and several of my friends went there to experience it themselves. And, you know, as I've been thinking about revival, there are three elements at least that are present in every revival throughout history. And the first one is repentance. As you were saying, Tavi, it begins when we get our on our faces before God and we say, oh, God, you are holy and we are not. Search us, Lord, uproot anything in us, anything that is not pleasing to you. You know, that is one of those things that, um, Becky, as we're talking about this, it seems like so many people have been praying from Second Chronicles 7, you know, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. We've been praying that, but we haven't been doing it, you know, getting on our face before the Lord and actually praying that prayer of repentance, really truly opening ourselves up so God can do the surgery necessary so that we can experience revival in our own life. And then maybe, just maybe, it will leak to others around us like it has at Asbury. Yeah, I believe so. And I I think, you know, there are always going to be cynics out there, right? 
who look at this and say, oh, you know, it's just, but this is so dialed down what's happened at Asbury that it's a good lesson for all of us because revival starts when we get on our knees and we invite the Holy Spirit to search our hearts. And we don't hold anything back. You know, we say, Lord, whatever is not in alignment with you, I surrender that, you know, whether it's my attitude, my actions, anything, I'm going to give it to you because I want to be in full alignment with you. And I, I just love that. And, and I think, Tom and Tobby, that repentance really should be a regular, daily part of our lives, mm. you know, Search me, oh God. I think a lot of times those of us that grew up in evangelicalism, you know, we we know our theology perhaps, or we know the do's, the basic big ones that we're not supposed to do in our Christian walk. So we keep our walks pretty clean. And so we forget that repentance is to be daily, but it's not just about the so-called big sins. It's about the attitudes of our heart, you know, Lord, where have I been judgmental? Mm. Where have I been skeptical? Where have I been critical of other people? Where have I been, you know, stingy with my time? You know, just those kinds of things need to be a regular part of our repentance. We're in a conversation right now with our good friend, Becky Harling, and she's walking us through the three essential elements of revival. And the first, of course, is repentance. And so that's what needs to happen in our hearts first. And so, Becky, we want to go to the second one as well, because you were telling us about repentance and we need that. We need that look, that spotlight inside. But what's the second thing we need to do? The, the second thing, it sounds so simple, but it's prayer and specifically praying scripture. You know, the psalmist prayed, oh, God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. You know, that, of course, is Psalm 63, 1. But as I was studying revivals, you know, the great revival in South Africa in the 1800s began with three people earnestly praying and just crying out to God for his presence. The revival that happened in Scotland began with two sisters who began praying every night. And I, I think sometimes we think, hey, we got to have the light show. we got to have the smoke machines. we got to have perfect this or perfect that. Revival really begins on our knees. And it can, it should begin with us individually, you know, um, get down on your knees if you're physically able in the morning and begin crying out for more of God's presence in your life, for more of his attitude in your heart, for more of his love to flow through you. God loves to answer those prayers, you know, and as you gather with a couple of friends and you begin faithfully crying out for revival, God is going to answer. That's what he did at Asbury. It began with three students at the altar praying and repenting. Oh, that is so beautiful. You're hearing the voice of Becky Harling just kind of sharing with us the three essential elements of revival. The first, of course, is repentance. The second is easy. So easy we miss it was prayer. But what's the third item, Becky? The third, and you know this one is near and dear to my heart, is worship. You know, we were designed 
to praise and worship God. And so if you trace through different revivals in history, they all include times and long times of worship, not just two minutes of worship in your car. You know, that's great. But long periods of time where you're worshiping the Lord, the psalmist in Psalm 95 says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. You know, I, I, I was so um, blown away by this revival in Asbury, and I was watching it uh, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday. I was watching these students, you know, these young kids, maybe 18, 19, 20, mm. just leading worship in the chapel. You know, nothing was bang, but everybody worshiping, you know, and they would read scripture and then they would worship again. And there's just something that happens when the people of God decide to gather and worship, and that's their focus is God. And we and they cry out for more of him. And the Holy Spirit then awakens our heart and creates deeper longing in us. So it's really an interesting phenomena. <laughs> mm, kind of it, all of it working together, us crying out, then the Holy Spirit visiting us and causing more to cry out. I love this. And then it catches fire. Mm. And Becky, as we're wrapping up our time together, thank you so much for just walking us through the elements of a revival with repentance being at the key and then prayer and worship being a part of that. And I was just wondering right now, if you could lead us in prayer that God would help to spark a revival in each and every one of our hearts today. Yes, I would love to, Tom. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, our hearts are so excited about what we have seen in the last few weeks at Asbury, and we know that your heart is for this to spread like a fire. And Lord, we rejoice in the fact that it has already spread to at least 20 other college campuses. And Lord, we pray in our own hearts that we would begin every day saying, Lord, bring revival to my life and let it flow out of me to others. Lord, we do pray protection over the students at Asbury. We know that after a great revival like this, it would be easy for them to become discouraged by the evil one. And we pray protection in the blood of Jesus Christ over them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be faithful in praying, in repenting, and in worshiping so that we can truly see revival spread through our land and ultimately around the world. In Jesus' name, amen.